As we continue to move forward in our worship today, I want to invite you to Joshua uh, chapter 24. Joshua chapter 24. We are so grateful today to have those uh, visitors with us. Um, so thankful. Um, I've seen a, um, a message go out in, um, on um, Instagram, I believe. And uh, one young lady, is her birthday today. And I usually don't shout people out for their birthday um, because if I miss somebody, they send me an email or text me and say, you miss me. But um, I just want to uh, tell y'all this story on um, today is somebody's birthday. I can't remember who it is, um, uh, who birthday it is, but uh, I seen a text come through or a DM come through, said, hey, for my birthday, I would like y'all to come visit me. Let's go together as friends to visit Clinton Baptist Church. So who is that? Who is that? Is they? Oh, that's them right there. Can y'all all stand up, please? Wow. Thank y'all so much. Thank y'all so much. Praise God. Praise God to that. Praise God. We, are, we welcome you all. And we thank you all so much uh, for coming to visit us today. And we are so appreciative for um, you here. We know it's by God's divine design that he has you here. We pray that you meet him here and right where you are. As we continue to go forward, we're thankful to all those on Zoom um, and Facebook and YouTube as well. Come and worship with us, Sister D. Uh, we thank you as well, Danita, Kern, Vicky, Ann, uh, Sister T uh, Tiara, and Lewis, and Nay, and Bonnie, and, and X, and the Green family, the Briggs family as well. We're so grateful for you and the Edmonds family on YouTube. We thank you all for visiting as well. As we come together today, let us pray. Father God, you are amazing. Thank you so much for being God. Thank you for loving us unconditionally that we may come before you and worship you in spirit and truth. Thank you for this opportunity on this last Sunday of February that we can sit at your table to hear your word and what you have to say to us. We are open and available, Lord God for your word to penetrate our heart and cultivate it that we may see you as God. Let us come today and not be sermon evaluators, but sermon applicators, that when we walk away, things may be different. In the holy name of Jesus, we pray. Amen, amen, amen. We're in um, Joshua chapter 24. We're in Joshua chapter 24. Joshua chapter 24. Joshua chapter 24, we find ourselves today at verse number 14 and 15. We're in Joshua chapter 24 in the, in the Old Testament. In Joshua 24, verses 14 and 15 says, Now, therefore, fear the Lord, serve him in sincerity and in truth, and put away the gods which, you, which your father served on the other side of the river and in Egypt, serve the Lord. And if it seems evil to you to serve the Lord, choose for yourself this day whom you will serve, whether the gods which your father served that were on the other side of the river or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwelled. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. 
As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. As we continue on this journey to being obedient to God, we find ourselves today in Joshua chapter 24. And I present to you the title or the subject for this uh, service today is to choose whom you're going to serve. To choose whom you're going to serve. In life, we are surrounded around choices. In life, there are choices that we have to make on a daily basis. As a matter of fact, some of you all had to choose what you were going to wear today. Some of you all took um, your clothes out last night and laid it on the bed and say, oh, I can wear this. But when you got up this morning, you decide to wear something else. Some of y'all had uh, just got up this morning and just threw on something and said, this is my choice and this is what I'm going to wear. But surrounded in our life, we always have to make choices. We, we always choose in between something. We choose if we're going to get married or not. We choose whom we're going to get married to. We choose if we're going to keep the baby or not or give the baby away. We choose what schools we're going to go to. We choose what teams we're going to play on. We choose what jobs we're going to take. We choose what career path we're going to have. Surrounded around us is choices. We all make choices. Surrounded in our life, we all have to choose things. There are decisions that, that, that you and I have to make. Some of those decisions and some of those choices are difficult. Some of them take time to, to really ponder to see what is the right way. What is the right decision that, that we should make about this circumstance? What is the right decision that we should make about this, uh, this job? What is the right decision that we should make about this boy or this girl? What is the right decision? Some of us ponder to, to take time to choose the right decision. But then they have some that we just make a choice. Whatever the coin fall on, that's our decision. We take a flip. We take a coin and we flip it in the air. If it's heads, we go this way. If it tails, we go this way. And whatever the coins say, that's the way we're going to go. But our life is surrounded around choices. And here today, in this text, Joshua, who is this great warrior, this great leader who took over for Moses, closes his letter to Israel by addressing them to make a decision. He said, he said, he said, it's time for you to decide on whom you're going to serve. And, and I come to you today, I come to myself, I come to us, Clinton, I come to you online to, to, to set before you this challenge to make a decision. This challenge to decide whom you're going to serve. Because every one of us have to make this decision. Every one of us are going to have to make this decision of whom we're going to serve. And I ask the question, have you made the decision of whom you're going to serve? Are you going to serve God or are you going to serve yourself? Are you going to serve God or are you going to serve yourself or these other gods? Whom are you going to serve? As I stand before you, Joshua was called by God to petition the whole Israel, the entire nation of Israel. Look at it right here in verse number one in, in, in chapter 24. He says to Joshua, he said, then Joshua gathered all the tribes of Israel to Shechem 
and called for the elders of Israel, for the for um, the heads, for the judges and their officers. And they presented themselves before God. And look, and, and, and Joshua said to all the people, this says the Lord God of Israel. He, he, he called every one of them. He called all God's people together. He called the elder. What's here doesn't mean the pastor figure. It means those who are seasoned in age, those seniors he, he called together. He called the judges. He called everyone together to make a decision. And I come today and I call all of us together under the sound of my voice, including myself. It's time to make a decision. It's time to, to make a choice. And, and I set before you the challenge here. It's time to make a choice of whom you're going to serve. But I like this because what Joshua started with in verse number 14 is he lays out the information of what it's going to require for you to serve God. See, Joshua says, look, before you make the choice, let me tell you the requirements. He says, he said, let me tell you the requirements. The first thing we see is the requirements it's going to take to serve God. Look what he said. He says in verse 14, he says clear here in verse 14. Look what he said. He said, now, therefore, fear the Lord. And serve him in sincerity and in truth. And put away the gods which your father served on the other side of the river and in Egypt. Serve the Lord. He said, here it is, here it is, here it is. If, if, if this decision and this challenge that Joshua set before them and this decision and challenge that I set before us today. And before you make this decision, you got to know what the requirements are. I like this. I like this. this. This is good here because before you say yes, because we have a tendency, I don't know about you, I'm going to speak to myself. I have a tendency to move off emotions and say yes without even thinking. I have the tendency to, to, to just jump into stuff without even thinking. My wife said, come on now, I like to be spontaneous, but you got to let me know what's going on. You, you can't just have me running around here, running around there, and I don't have a clue what's going on. That's the way I move, and I'm sorry. That's the way God created me, and I'm glad I got a wife who will deal with me sometimes with it. But sometimes I just make decisions just like that. And he says, before you make this decision, I know because it's mustered up in your heart. I know you had this attitude. You're on fire for God, and you love God, and you say, I'm going to serve God with everything. I he says, before you make this decision, here's the requirements. He said, the first requirements is that you got to serve the Lord. Wow. He says, Here, here's the first requirement before you make this decision. He says that you have to, you, you, you have to, the, um, well, he says, that's not the first requirement. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm getting too fast. I'm getting ahead of myself. Let me, let me stick to scripture. Let me stick to scripture. Let me stick to scripture. Okay, verse 14. He said, now, therefore, here's the first requirement. He says, you have to fear the Lord. He said, here's the first, before you make this decision to serve the Lord, you got to understand what the requirements are. He says, you have to fear the Lord. You, 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 you got to fear the Lord. See, uh, um, usually when we see fear in the text, we, 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 we immediately think this word means to be frightened or to be afraid or to tremble. But this word fear in the text never means to be frightened or tremble when it comes to God, only when it speaks of the devil. When he came before Jesus Christ, he trembled. But for you and I, who are believers and the children of God, God never wants us to be afraid of him with fright. So this word here means to be reverence. It means to reverence. So let me give it in layman, sir. He said, the first thing you need to know, here's the requirement you need to know before you make the decision to serve God. He said, he says you got to reverence the Lord. 
You you gotta you gotta be you gotta show fear. You gotta you gotta reverence the Lord. You gotta be in awe with God. You gotta you gotta show a deep respect for God. He says if you if you're gonna make this decision to to serve the Lord, you gotta understand. You gotta respect God. Oh, oh, we're in a time where nobody respect God anymore. We're in a time where we believe we can do anything we want to do. We can live how we want to live. We can do what we want to do. We can say what we want to do. And we, we hang it on a banner that God ain't finished with me yet. He know my heart. No, no, no. We have to respect God. He says, if you're going to serve him, you have to respect him. I remember as a young boy growing up in D.C. and Northeast on 4th and L. And right across the street was a church. And I remember some 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 people at when we were, were were young. I don't know where we learned it from, but I guess we seen it from the older people. So every time we walk on that side of the street and we walk past the church, we would do like this. Y'all remember that? We we walk across the street and we before, before we get to the church, we'll do like this, make sure we write with God. I, I'm just saying. And then also you'll see the winos in and on that live in our neighborhood, boy, they be tumbling down the street, but soon they get to the church. They like this, and they walk straight ahead. Remember, when you see a funeral, people used to move over because they respect the dead. I'm talking about, he says, if you want to decide whom you're going to serve, you're going to have to respect God. It's going to require us to have reverence and all for God. Why do we need to have reverence and all for God? Because he's God, because he's all that and a bag of chips, and because he can speak to nothing and things come to existence, because he's just God. And he says, if we're going we're gonna to serve him, you got to understand, here's the requirement. You got to be in awe of him. You got to have deep respect for God. God is no play toy. He's nothing to be played with. He's nothing to be joked around with. And Israel got to understand this, that this is what it means to serve God, to have reverence for him. To reverence his being, to reverence who he is, to reverence his name. Don't swear and play with God's name at all because he is worthy of all the praise and all the honor because of his majesty and his majesty and his power and his strength. Says that we have to, we have to understand if we're gonna if we're gonna decide to, to choose to, to serve God, we gotta fear the Lord. We got to fear him. We got to have a deep respect for him. And then he goes to the second thing. And he says, here's the second requirement. If we're going to choose to serve the Lord, we got to serve him. He says, we have to serve him. He says, you're going to have to serve the Lord. Being a Christian requires that you live for God. It's called a Christian. It's called a Christ-like life. It means that I walk in the will and in the way of God. I have to serve God. So that means that you cannot serve yourself. That your intentions is not God's intentions. So my intentions ain't good because my intentions don't line up with God's intentions. I know we want stuff. I know we want this and we want that. But God says if you're going to choose him, you got to deny yourself. You got to put yourself on the cross and say, God, I come under your authority, under your power that I will walk according to you because I want to serve you. He says that this is what it's going to require. You're going to have to die to yourself. You're going to have to die to your wants, to your desires. You're going to have to serve him in spirit and in truth. You're going to have to serve him with your lives. You're going to have to walk according to his will. You can't serve your car. You can't serve your money. You can't serve your spouse. You can't serve your children. You got to serve the Lord. 
and serve it without complaining and serve it with a genuine heart, serve it with love, serve it with reverence of God just because of who he is. Says you got to understand that this is the requirements to, to serving God, to choosing whom you're going to serve. He says you got to reverence him. You got to have fear for the Lord. You have to serve the Lord. And then he comes here in verse 14, as we still looking at Joshua getting requirements for serving the Lord. We, he comes now and he tells us how this must be done to serve him. So he tells us how it must be done. He said, here it is. He says that we must serve the Lord in sincerity. Mm. He said that we must serve the Lord in sincerity. This means to not have potential. This means to not have a alternative motive. This means to serve him, watch this, this means to serve him with, a, with your whole heart. This means that I'm going to dedicate everything I have to him. I'm going to lay out on the altar my mind, my body, my spirit to the Lord. And God, you do whatever you want to do. God, I have no intentions to be famous. I have no intentions to be liked. I have no intentions to be lifted up. I have no intentions for me to get the glory, but you to get the glory. And if I'm going to serve you, I'm going to be sincere with it. I'm not going to worry about what other people are doing. I'm not going to worry about what other people say. God, my heart is right before you. I'm going to lift up your name and no matter what I'm going through, I'm going to glorify you and I'm going to step out in faith and believe in everything that you said you have for me because you said in Ephesians that we are blessed wherever spiritual blessing and whatever comes my way, God, I'm going to serve you with sincerity. You said with your whole heart. I'm going to serve you. I'm going to serve you. When I make a vow to you, I'm going to keep it. He says, here's how we serve him. He said, with a sincere heart, be real with God. Too many fake Christians playing around with God. Be real with God. God know where you're at anyway. He know what you're thinking right now. He sees some of y'all on the phone that you calling your Bible app, but you shopping at Macy's for them shoes that's on sale. He see that. He see you online, you ain't really listening. You just got it on just to say, I'm here at service. And I was there and then text and say, good word, pastor. And you ain't hear nothing I said. He knows that. Be real with God. Serve him in sincerity. Be right before him. Give him your all. He said, this is the requirement. This is the requirement. Young people, you got to stop being fake with God. Because coming to church is not going to help you if you fake with God. Because God see that you only come into church to get a check mark, to get your mother off their back, get your father off your back. Jackson, I, I ain't mean to call him out, but I'm just saying. You got to come to church because of your own personal relationship. Because things in life for your young people going to get hard. It's going to get real. And things in your life going to change. And mama and daddy ain't going to be there. And you got to know God for yourself. You got to learn how to pray and call out to God. And say, I know that no weapon formed against me shall prosper. I know that I will stand in the power and the blood of Jesus Christ that can change things. That can change circumstances. I know I'm fighting the enemy. But I got a God who's bigger than the enemy. 
says, you're going to serve God, you got to serve him with sincerity. Got to be real. Got to be real. That's why I try to be real. See, I didn't put on a whole suede jacket with shoes to match to be real. Look, look at this. Look at this. Look at that. I came up here with my skinny jeans on that I, I'm busting out of. My wife said, put lotion on because they may see your ass on your leg. I'm just getting the real. I'm asking. I don't care. I'm, you got to be real with God. Too many Christians stuck up. Y'all ain't real with God. God wants God know what you're going through anyway. Be real with him. Be real with God. Says, look, he said, you got to be sincere in serving him. But then he goes on, he said another word. He says, also, you got to serve him in truth. Here it is, here it is. He basically said, be faithful. Be faithful to God. He said, this is what it's going to require. Serving God, if you make this decision, it's going to require you to be faithful. To be faithful to him. Don't be an adulteress to God. Don't be sleeping around on God. Be faithful to him. If you say you're going to do something for him, do it. Do it. Be faithful to him. Keep your vow with God. Be faithful in your ministry. Show up. Be faithful. And, I, and I'm, a, I'm the kind of pastor, I don't keep attendance. So I don't want nobody to call me and say, Pastor, I came to church, I came to buy. I don't keep attendance. I'm not looking who came. I want you to grow at your own pace, but I want you to grow. You've got to be faithful to God for yourselves, not for the pastor, because I have no heaven or hell to put you in. I have nowhere to take you. I can give you some place to, that you're going to go according to scripture because I stand on the foundation of the word. I preach all 66 books of the Bible, the, which is the, the truth and the word of God. And that's what I stand on. I can't put you nowhere. I can't judge you to put you nowhere. But all I'm calling you to do is be faithful. Be faithful to God. Sometimes being faithful to God will cause you to lose some things. Sometimes being faithful to God will cause you to to lose something. Can you pass me my, um, my hand? Sometimes cause being faithful to God gonna cause you to miss some things. Some things that you're gonna enjoy. Some things that you, you're, gonna, you're gonna wanna do that you can't do. Sometimes being faithful to God gonna cause you to lose some sleep. Cause I tell you, I, I, I don't like when God wake me up at three o'clock in the morning talking about praying. I, I don't like that. I, I don't like that. God, don't wake me up at 3 o'clock in the morning. Wait till 5.45 at my scheduled time. <laughs> don't, don't wake me up early to pray. But sometimes God going to cause you to lose some sleep when you're faithful to God. Sometimes you can't do what you want to do. Sometimes the money ain't going to be right. The money going to be funny when you're faithful to God. But are you going to trust them when you're faithful? With are you going to trust them when things are not right? When your marriage got some ill? Are you going to be faithful to God when things don't look like it's well? When things are bleak and there's no light at the end of the tunnel and you're looking for a job and can't find a job you have? And yes, you're qualified, but are you still going to be faithful when you serve God. He says that I want you faithful. That's going to require us to be faithful. He says it's going to require us to be faithful. Say so here it is. He says it's going to require us to be faithful. Here's the requirements. He says if you want, you're going to choose to serve God. He says you got to fear the Lord. Got to reverence the Lord. You got to serve the Lord. Here's the requirements. You got to serve in sincerity and truth. And here's the third requirement he says. 
if you're going to serve the Lord, watch this. He said, here's the third requirement. He said, if you're going to serve him, you got to put away your gods. Ooh. He says, you're going to have to put away those things that you have lift above me. Watch this. He didn't say idols. This is different. He didn't say I. He said gods. Those things you look to for spiritual authority in your life. Those things that you put above God. And, and you know what if he, I mean, you know what Exodus chapter 20, verse 2, don't have no other gods before me. So he says, look, you're going to have to put away the gods. But it's interesting because he says, put away the gods. And look where he say the gods came from. Look at verse 14, the empire. He say, put away the gods which your father served on the other side of the river and in Egypt. He says, those, those gods that, 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 that your father served, the one who I told I was going to get a promised land to, that they, they served these golden calves and, and, and fell down to Ashrod and, and, and to Abimelech and all these other uh, gods that they, they serve. He says, look, you're going to have to put them away. Put away means to turn away from or abandon. He says that it's time to abandon those gods that you have in your life. It's time to, to set aside those gods that you have in your life, that you learn from your mama and your daddy. Ooh, that's some good stuff right there. That now I got to talk to our parents, to those who have children. He says, you got to show your children what God they need to serve. You sitting there worried about your God, your child serving this and serving that. Maybe they seen it from us. Maybe they seen the God that we serve every Sunday night when power come on. Maybe they seen the God that we serve every Wednesday when BMF come on or now uh, snowfall come on. I'm preaching to myself. Maybe they seen the God that you serve, that you wash every week to make sure the wheels are clean. To make sure the cars vacuum up. I'm just saying they may see the gods that we serve and now but we have a potential to handle what we serve but guess what they don't and now they worship them those things that you showed them who's God. See you rather go out to eat than come to church. You rather go to the gym than come to church. You showing your kids who God. Keeping your body right. I'm going to tell you, ain't nothing like God keeping your body right because you go to the gym all you want, eat all that salad you want, you still going to get sick and die. But God, guess what? Got a place for you to go where you can live for eternity. You can live forever. And his name is Jesus Christ who died on the cross and shed his blood for the remission of our sin. Put those gods away. And I come to you today. What gods you have in your life? Man, this is one of them texts. I, I swear I was going to get through uh, in verse 15, but I think I'm stuck here, Pastor Tucker. I think I'm stuck here. I'm glad I'm the pastor because now I ain't got to preach the whole text. I can come back next week and get verse number 15. And I guess what? Guess what? I hope you all show up for verse number 15, but I'm just stuck on putting the gods away. What kind of gods that you have in your life? What kind of things that you set above God that you worshiping? Do I need to name some things or you can recall in your, your, your cortex and your, your thinking of the things that you serve? He says you got to put those gods away. Those gods that you live high above the Lord. Those gods that you worship in. And let me help you understand them gods that you worship that, that you think bigger than God. When you get sick, go in your car and rub on the seats and see if that's going to bring some healing to you. When you get sick, go lay on the trunk and 
see if that brings some healing to you. When you get sick, go get all your money and throw it on the floor and make it rain and lay in it and make angels and see if you get well from it. I'm trying to help you understand that if you're going to serve God, we got to put those gods away because all the gods we serve, that ain't Jehovah, that ain't Jesus Christ, that ain't Elohim, that ain't Rapha, that ain't Shabbat. If you're all these gods that we serve, if it ain't the true and living God, guess what? They have no help for you because they false gods, they dead gods, they demigods, but we serve a God who's alive and who's reigning and who's walking and is living in you and I. How do I know they living? Because you can look at my life and see what God has brought me from. He's brought me from a long way. I'm going to put the gods away. No more gods will be over me, but the Jehovah Jireh. Jehovah is my God. Says, says you got to put the gods away. If you're going to serve, you're going to serve the Lord. Put away them gods. I'm done. Put away them gods. God, you can have my gods. Every God I put before you, you can have them, Lord God. In the name of Jesus, you can have them, Lord God. Lord God, you can have them, Lord God. Whatever God I have before you, if it's fame, Lord God, if it's riches, Lord God, if it's likes on Facebook and Instagram and Steamshot and all them other social media sites, Lord God, you can have them. I will put them away. Lord God, I will put them away. Says these are the requirements to serving the Lord. To serving the Lord. This is the requirements. We all have choices to make. We all have decisions to make. Who are you going to choose? Because this is the requirement. This is the requirement that it's going to take to serve the Lord. Today, I want to set before you whom you going to serve. Who are you going to serve? Are you going to serve Jehovah, God, who is a self-existent one? Or are you going to keep serving those gods and yourself who you put above God? It's time to make a decision. What decision are you going to make? What decision are you going to make? What decision are you going to make? This is a choice that that Pastor Pew can't make for you. This is a decision that, that I can't help you with. This is a decision that the Bible laid out before us, the requirements it's going to take for you to serve, for you to surrender to him. And you have to make this decision on your own. This is your decision. Your mama can't make it for you. Your daddy can't make it for you. You have to make it yourself, and I'll leave with you. Choose whom you're going to serve. Amen? Father God, I thank you. I bless you today that you just have your way. Lord God, we need you in a powerful way. Lord God, you have set the stage even for next week as we come and ponder the decision of whom we're going to serve. For some of us, Lord God, it's going to be difficult. It's not going to be easy, Lord God, because we, we've been told, we've been told that we can do everything ourselves. 
We've been told the more toys we get, the more popular we will be. The more fame we have, the greater we will be. We was told, Lord God, that the more money we have, the happier we will be. But I found out that the only thing brings happiness is eternal life with you. So, Lord God, I put before us this choice. Not only for the people on virtual, not only for the people in person, but also for me. Lord God, today is time to make a choice. Who are we going to serve? Who are you 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 going to serve? In Jesus' name. Amen. As you rest on your feet, for those who can. This is a two-part decision. Because the first thing, the first part is, when I ask whom you're going to serve, has to deal with your spiritual life. Because you, you, in life, because of the death, I mean, because of Adam and Eve was deceived by the serpent. Because Adam and Eve was deceived by the serpent, and now all humanity fell into sin, God gave his son, Jesus Christ, to be the sacrificial lamb to make a decision. Or who are you going to serve spiritually? You have to make that spiritual decision. Or whom are you going to serve? You got to make that spiritual decision. You got to make that spiritual decision. If you don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ, this is your decision. This is the decision you have to make. Because God made it clear in his word that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. No one can get to the Father except me. There's no other way to get to God but through Jesus Christ. And he is the only way. There's no other way. You can't work your way into heaven. You can't pray your way into heaven. You can't fast your way into heaven. You ain't good at looking enough to get in heaven. You have to come through Jesus Christ and him alone. That's why the scripture said, if you believe, then you may have life and have it more abundantly. But your belief is in Jesus Christ. So today I present to you Jesus Christ for those who need to make a spiritual decision. That means that you separated spiritually from God. That means you do not have a relationship with God. You do not have fellowship with God. You're not in communion with God. You have no, no way in God. You, as a matter of fact, the scripture says we are enemies to God if you have not surrendered to him. But today you can have eternal life. You can be a child of God if you surrender to him. Is there one today? Is there one?